This is Radiate, the podcast that celebrates life and shines a light on life-restoring stories of organ, tissue and eye donors, recipients, and information you need to know about donation. Welcome back to Radiate. This is episode 16. I'm Audrey Coleman, your host. Thank you for joining us today. In October 2017, Heather Pretzman lost her only child, 25-year-old Joseph Savage to a motor vehicle accident that claimed Joey's life. Compounding this tragedy, the next year in June, Heather was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, a cancer that affects the bone marrow. The cancer and a history of back problems caused Heather excruciating pain. Heather and Joey's donation story is featured on the website of MTF Biologics, which happens to be one of Aurora's tissue donation partners. MTF, like Heather, called New Jersey home. Heather, hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being with us today and talking to our audience. Um, You got a really good story with some really um, interesting twists and turns. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, the audience is going to be very happy to, at the end of the story that they were able to hear, hear yours. So, so that was about four years ago that you lost Joey and you've said that to lose a child is a terrible thing, but to choose your only child has been incredibly difficult. What, what would you like to tell us about, about Joey? Joey was and always will be full of life. I'm sure he's in heaven bouncing around because he came out bouncing around, screaming his head off, and he was just such an active little baby all the way up to the time of his death. Um, He just had a heart bigger than the world. He was always just so giving and wanted to help. I remember just a quick story. Um, When he was about four years old, um, my best friend's grandmother was walking with a cane and Joey went up to her and grabbed her other hand and helped her into the house just on his own. And I just stood there in amazement that this little boy at age four wanted to help someone. Um, And that's just the way he's been his entire life. And it just, I was so proud to be his mother because he did things on his own. It sounds like that was just part of who he was. Yes. A a four-year-old child who's interested in helping someone when kids that age probably don't really have a a great concept of what helping someone else means. So that's that's pretty remarkable. Um, And I think that I, I read that Joey talked to you about registering to become a donor on his driver's license when he was 17. I know that's been a while ago, but can you recall what you were, what you thought about his decision at that time? Yes. I actually remember it like it was yesterday. Um, we had gone to motor vehicle cause he had just you know, passed his driver's course. Um, so we were getting all his information to get his license ready. And he saw um, where he could check off to be, an organ and tissue donor. And he asked me a couple of questions about it. And he said, that's something that I want to do. And 
my reaction, I actually got very teared up because for a 17 year old boy, a young man, to think about helping others, should something happen to him, just blew my mind because at 17, you know, they're you know, looking at the girls and playing sports and just their minds are somewhere else. And I don't think I could, I mean, I'm, I've always been proud of Joey, but I don't think in that moment I could have been more proud of him to think of that on his own. So, so and, and it, it was really just a continuation of that four-year-old yeah. who was helping the lady across the street. That's again, as I said, that was the person that he was at the core of him. Right. So you you describe Joey's personality as colorful, which I, I like that term. So <laughs> tell us in what ways you would describe him as colorful. When Joey entered a room, you knew he had arrived. I mean, he was this just this ray of light that walked in. He was always smiling, always laughing, joking around. Um, he just had this infectious smile and he gave the best bear hugs ever and he was never I wouldn't say never but he just he always for the most part was a happy child baby um, young man into his adult life and it was very evident and that's why I use the word colorful because during his uh, memorial service um, his viewing and then his funeral the night of his viewing, there was close to 2,000 people that came to pay respects to him and, you know, indirectly or directly and, you know, our family. And it just blew my mind that he had touched so many lives at that point in time. And people stood in line for three hours to see him and to see us. And I just, again, it was a, even though it was such a sad time, Joey just had that impact on so many people. Right. And what, what an enriching experience that had to have been for you, as you said. I mean, to, to realize that all of these people had come out to say goodbye or pay their final respects to Joey, you probably had no idea. I didn't. Saying <laughs> that, you know, his reach was so far. Right. That. So this is Joey Bear. Joey Bear was given to me the night of Joey's viewing by Meredith um, Johansson, who is the recovery nurse from the New Jersey Sharing Network. She recorded Joey's heartbeat, his final heartbeat that was in his body um, before they recovered it to take it to transplantation um, to his heart recipient. So she recorded his heart and put it in the paw of this bear. And I'm going to play his heartbeat for you. So I listen to Joey's heartbeat every night before I go to bed. That is an incredible story. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. I wish our audience could see it's a, an adorable teddy bear with a big blue ribbon around his neck and actually it's the new jersey sharing network uh, it's the organ and tissue donation colors the blue and the green so cute, so cute. <laughs> i guard joey bear with my life oh, i never <laughs> bet you do thank you so much for sharing that with us i don't think we've ever had a, an audio break sort of thing in our podcast so thank you for that first but that's a really really 
That must have been yeah. exactly meaningful. It was. And, you know, they actually brought me into one of the back rooms at the funeral home and because they knew I was going to lose it. It was actually towards the end anyway. And, you know, and Meredith came in and gave me a great big hug and she said, open the card first. And I opened up the card and she wrote something very special. And then she said, press the bear's paw. You always have Joey's heart with you. Oh. And I looked at her and I just started sobbing and she's like, press the paw. And I did. And it was Joey's final heartbeat. That was, you know, before they recovered his heart. So um, Joey did become a donor. Yes. The accident. And um, he was able to restore life to several people. And I say restore life because that's, that's the way we, like to look at it here at Aurora is yes, the life-saving organs and tissue are absolutely life-saving, but they do so much more to restore the entire person and the mm -hmm. families, um, not only of the recipient, but the donor, the donor family as well. Um, so I, I believe that, as I said, he, he did donate to several people and I believe he was able to donate his heart, um, both of his kidneys, and his liver is that right yes that's correct and and he was also able to restore sight to two men through his donated corneas so he was an organ and tissue donor correct um and so at what point you know you you um learn about the, the recipients and um you know probably at some point you thought yeah it'd be kind of nice to know something about them at what point did you realize that you were ready to write to his recipients? I think I pretty much knew um, in the hospital when it was his final day um, and when he went in to have his organs and tissue recovered the day after they pronounced him legally brain dead. Um, I wanted to find out who was receiving my son's gifts and it was more or less close not closure but just a comfort to know that my son did such an amazing thing for so many people and i wanted to meet those people that he gave life back to um, so there was a waiting period um, because, you know, they went through major surgeries themselves and um, the New Jersey Sharing Network um, explained to me that they go through this process of survivor skill and um, they need their time to heal mentally and physically as well as I do as, you know, as his mother. So I had to wait, but I knew I was eventually going to write letters. So um, in January of 2018, I had in my mind what I wanted to say to each one of the, his recipients. So I composed all of the letters and I sent them to the New Jersey Sharing Network. And then they sent them on to each donor. You don't know who the recipients are. No, because of the laws and whatnot, we're not allowed to know that. Correct. As well, vice versa, they aren't allowed to know. They know about me and like how old, you know, I'm his mother. They knew my first name. It was always first names only and um, how old Joey was. Mm -hmm. um, they knew that we were from somewhere in New Jersey, but we weren't able to disclose that as well. 
Yes. Yeah, so, so as you were saying, then the the Oregon Procurement Organization kind of facilitates those letters going back and forth between donor family and recipient until both the donor family and recipient agree that they would like to take over that communication on their own or meet. But yeah. that, okay, just wanted to make sure that yeah, no, you're perfect. You're spot on. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. So go ahead, go ahead, Heather. Well, that's well, um, you know, pretty much what I wanted to add about that, that I sent all the letters out in January of 2018, hoping and praying that, you know, I would receive something back from one of his donors um, just to, you know, have comfort and peace um, to know that I, that my son did such an amazing thing, you know, mm-hmm. giving them their lives back to enjoy. Um, as sad as it was for me, it actually, like I said, gave me comfort, um, because I needed to find something, um, to help me through that process. Of course, of course. Um, so, so once you sent those letters, were you like counting the days and the hours? Just like yes, I actually would run to the mailbox. I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with the mail anyway. I don't know why, but my other my husband said to me one time, "I don't know why you're so obsessed with the mail." I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing it that way. But um, yeah, it was even a more obsession because I would run to the mailbox every day, hoping that there would be something, some kind of response from the New Jersey Sharing Network because they would have to. Um, the recipients would in turn have to write back to the New Jersey Sharing Network, and then they would send it to me, to your point earlier, making that example, um, until we got to a point where we wanted to meet personally. So there's a couple of correspondence that go back and forth. So um, the one, I mean, I wanted to hear from all of them, but the one that I really wanted to hear from was the uh, man that received my son's beautiful heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hoped and hoped and prayed that that would happen. And it did in March of 2018. He was the first one to respond back to me. And I just cried tears of joy. Um, He, in his letter, it was such a beautifully written letter. And I, I just, I was overjoyed with happiness. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. So, so this was a letter. Now, had you had you met the the don't the recipient yet at that point? At that point, no, because then we had to correspond. I had to write back, and then he wrote back again. Um, and then it got to that point where we were able to meet. So, um, in October of two thousand eighteen. Um, I went up to New Jersey, my husband and I flew up to New Jersey, and we met at the New Jersey Sharing Network headquarters in Providence, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and my family that lives up there still, and uh, John and I, my husband, joined us, and we met Jim and his wife, Barbara, and their children and grand- a couple of their grandchildren, and it was just an amazing day. It was just like we had always known each other. I mean, we cried, we laughed, we talked. Um, There was just such a wonderful conversation that took place between both families. And we've remained in touch to this day. Um, And actually, the New Jersey Sharing Network does a 5k every year. So I um, formed a team um, in 2018 
uh, in Joey's memory uh, to walk. Um, and Jim and his family have actually come out and walked with us. Um, and nice. he, yeah, and he even, this is how much of such a nice man he is. He brought a stethoscope for everyone to hear and feel his heart. Oh. We were allowed to put, you know, they, he didn't mind if we put our hand on his chest to feel Joey's heartbeat. Of course, I got first dibs. Of course. <laughs> but um, he brought a stethoscope for all of Joey's family and friends, whoever wanted to hear Joey's heart to listen. And uh, right, I just, I knew it was Joey communicating through him. You know, it's, I know it kind of sounds strange, but that was my son's heart. You know, and he had such a pure heart. Right. And he wore his and he wore his heart on his sleeve. So, you know, just by the amount of people that he enjoyed being with and helping. So it was it was remarkable. It really was. Well, so I mean it's so incredible that, you know, as you said, when you when you finally were all able to get together, it was as though you had met before. I mean the yes. the conversation flowed easily and um, you guys got got along very well. Yes. And it's a continuing relationship, as you said. So that's that's really wonderful. And I think that was the first part of my miracle with my cancer journey because I was going in for a major stem cell transplant down here in Florida um, to help. Hopefully it would have added years to my life. And it, it really gave me more of the strength and the boost that I needed to fight every single day through that transplant, you know, knowing I got to hear my son's heart and, you know, he was with me. That, that's incredible. And, and, you know, you've met some of the organ recipients, but Joey helped more than 120 people. Yes. That's a lot of people. That's that, actually 126 to be exact. Wow, 126 <laughs> people. That is incredible. And I can just see how incredible, incredibly proud you are yeah. of him for, for such an incredible gift for so many people. Mm-hmm. So I, I love what you said about, I, I read, you said that you and Joey took care of each other. And you said, I had his back for 25 years and now he's got his mama's back. I, I love that. Yes. So just thinking about that alone, just how the incredible thing he was able to do, saving the lives, improving the health of so many people. I mean, it sounds like based on the way you described um, Joey from a child, this is just, this is almost par for the Joey, this is just yes. things that he he would do. So after you you did have a chance to meet the recipients and Joey helping the 120 people, some of those were organ recipients, mm-hmm. some of those were tissue recipients, and here's where your story takes a, a dramatic, beautifully <laughs> dramatic, wonderful turn. Yes. As I mentioned in the intro, you were diagnosed with multiple myeloma and you were going through treatment when you decided to reach out to the New Jersey Sharing Network. So tell me what happened when you reached out to them regarding treatment options. 
So um, it got to the point where my um, the myeloma just destroyed most of my spine. Um, it just ate away at the marrow, and I was in excruciating pain um, from the time that I was diagnosed. I mean, it just really consumed my torso area. I fractured six ribs just doing the simplest thing. Um, and like I said, it just totally destroyed my lumbar spine. And I actually have a spine surgeon in New Jersey because I've had cervical spine years and years ago. So I had a bone fusion done then. And I got the idea, um, you know, since Joey had donated all several tissue elements from his body, I had called the New Jersey Sharing Network and I talked to a dear friend now, uh, Jackie Salvatore. I said, what are the chances of Joey having any bone left in the bone bank? And this was August of 2019 at that point. And she said, Heather, it's been almost two years. And she started to cry on the phone. And she said, it, it would be a miracle if he had any bone left. Um, and in all the years that she's worked at the New Jersey Sharing Network, she's never been asked that question from the parent of the donor. So she made a couple of calls, which one was to Laura Lee Brown at MTF Biologics, and she was also very moved um, at my, re my request or my question. And she made a lot of calls, and lo and behold, Joey had three bones left in the bone bank and two are a perfect match for my lumbar spine surgery. Oh my gosh. So Joey, I was at the point where I couldn't even walk. I was, I had to crawl to get from place to place when I was having just really hard days. And Joey gave me my quality of life back. And I truly believe to this day until the day I die it was a miracle from him and it was his way of saying, keep going, mom, I've got your back. And I'm going to cry because that's just, that's just the way I feel about it. And I will never change that statement to anyone. I mean, literally, figuratively, emotionally, he, he had your back. I mean, yes. in almost a literal sense. Yes. Um, I mean, that's just incredible that all of this time, what was left of his bone, his gifted bones, was available to his mom. Yes. And he has restored the quality of your life. He did. And I, I, I thank God every day for that. And, and to him, I mean... I just, I think it was a message from him. And it certainly you know, seems that way. Yes. So, I, I mean, this answer might seem obvious, but maybe not. So how have the events of the past four years changed your life? Not, not just the terrible loss of Joey, you're, you're losing him and becoming a donor family member, but just in general, all the experiences that you've had over the past four years, and they have been roller coaster like. Right. Had, you've had some ups and downs for sure. Um, but just in, in general, how do you think this experience has contributed maybe to the, the quality of your life or how you view things, or how, how has it changed you? How has it touched you? 
So let me just um, add in, in 2017, um, prior to Joey's car accident in October, I had lost my mother to cancer. Um, so I was actually took care of her the last 10 weeks of her life. And I was there the day that she had passed away. So that was June of 2017. And then four months later, I had lost Joey. Um, and then Four months after that, in March of 2018, um, I lost my brother, my oldest brother, to an unexpected massive heart attack. And my brother and I were inseparable. He was the eldest and I was the youngest. So, you know, nobody messed with his baby sister. So um, I lost my best friend as my mother and then my son and then obviously my, my guardian and protector and my older brother. And then I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma in June after my brother had passed away. So I was pretty much numb to the world at that point and just lived in this darkness and just didn't understand any of it. And that simple little word, why? Um, Cause I, I, fi- I credit myself. I'm not gonna, you know, sound, I don't want to sound conceited or anything, but I, I would give my heart to anybody. I'm just generally a, a good person. Um, so I went through the motions of, um, you know, getting myself stronger with my stem cell transplant um, and dealing with all of my cancer. So it gave me a newfound understanding about life that in a blink of an eye, life can change tomorrow and is never guaranteed as we all know. Um, I live for today, not tomorrow. And I I don't live in the past. I I remember like I'll live in the past as far as happy, wonderful memories with the people that I love and I lost. Um, But I have to put one foot in front of the other because I owe that to myself and I owe that to my husband and my family. And I, I have a purpose to keep Joey's memory alive and his legacy going and through organ and tissue donation has given me that opportunity and that platform to continue to promote that in the memory of my son. Heather, your story is, um, it's so powerful and um, it's really been, it's it's a privilege for us, the audience, to hear it, to, for you to share such personal details about your health, your family and all. And it's it's so meaningful. We just thank you so much for, for being willing to share all of this information um, and share your story, your donation story. It's just, it's just incredible. Before you go though, and I know that you're an advocate for donation. So what is it that you would tell someone who's kind of like on the fence? They can't decide about registering to become a donor. They've heard the myths or for whatever reason, they're just not doing it. What would you say to them to maybe get them to go to the other side of donation? I actually, you know, I had those thoughts in my mind, um, you know, as far as what they actually do for during the process and, you know, those, those, gifts, you know, were my sons and, you know, but knowing who he was and knowing how I was, um, and it was his decision and I respected his decision that it gave a purpose to another family and I found peace and comfort 
and knowing that um, Joey, Joey's spirit and soul went to heaven. And if his gifts could give someone else the chance and the opportunity to live on and get married and have children or see, like in Jim's case, Joey's heart recipient, see the birth of his ninth and 10th grandchild um, and be able to play on the beach with them and go to football games and have Christmas gatherings, then I am overjoyed knowing that my son did that for them. And it's a way to honor your loved one and keep their memory and legacy alive um, and to remember them always for what they have done for so many other people. And it gives hope to families that do need um, an organ or, you know, some kind of tissue, whatever case it may be, whether it be a tendon or a ligament or in my case, um, a bone fusion. Um, it gives them their life back to continue on and enjoy it. And I know that my son did that and I could not be more proud. And this is how I will always remember him. I mean, I'll remember him for everything in his life, but I think this is probably the proudest, remarkable thing that my son has ever done in his lifetime. So that's what I would say to families. Well, Heather, we hope that all that you've experienced, what you're continuing to experience now and what you choose to do in the future will continue to bring you comfort and peace that you so deserve. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again so much for appearing on our show today. No, and thank you for having me. I, I can't, you know, I'm very grateful to you and Aurora for, you know, allowing me to tell my story, my son's story. Absolutely. And we're hoping that there might be an opportunity where we get to hear you again soon. Oh, that would be wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, so if you and the audience have any questions for us, please call 501-907-9150. And if you're ready to make a life restoring decision and register to become an organ, tissue, and eye donor, go to donatelifearkansas.org. Radiate is a production of Aurora and is hosted by Audrey Coleman, Aurora's Director of Communications.